Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Thursday, August 25th. Happy birthday to my daughter. Um, and it's game week. We are we have finally made Let's it. Go. Um, yeah. I know that I know the opponent's not exactly what we want, but hey, it's an opponent. It's somebody else that's not in Garden Gold. So we're all about it. Um, double fries, no slaw. TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes, and uh, we have a special guest tonight. I'll I'll introduce him here in just a moment. I do want to say we have a new sponsor um, that is sponsoring our extra sauce guest segment. So I want to give a shout out really quickly as we get started to Doug Rohan and his team over at Rohan Law. Um, they handle personal injury matters and slip and fall, so they can help maximize your recovery with whether it's a car wreck or slip and fall, whatever your situation is. Doug and his wife are both former marching chiefs. He graduated from FSU's law school. They both give back to the boosters, the NIL collectives of the university. Uh, and just like they, we enjoy talking strategy and reviewing plans for FSU winning on Saturday. Doug and his team will come up with a winning strategy for your case. You can call them today at 888-99-Knowles for free to talk about your accident. Even if you don't need them now, give them a follow on YouTube and Twitter. It's Rohan Law PC, and they can entertain you and teach you about your rights so that you know exactly what to do in case of a slip and fall or car crash. They are your best friends on your worst day. So we are here with, well, Richie, I'll just ask you, like, we'll get into it. But Richie, how are you doing today? Good, man. It, it is almost Friday. I feel like tomorrow is going to be a complete wash for basically every college football fan, especially ones that have a game tomorrow on Saturday uh, at any time. I'm, I'm excited for that game in Ireland, Northwestern Nebraska. That looks good. Uh, but obviously, Florida State Duquesne is what we're here to talk about. And I cannot wait, TJ. It, football is back. No more waiting. Yeah, it's nice to be back. We've got Drew Carter from ESPN in the ACC Network on with us tonight. Drew will be calling the game on Saturday. So, Drew, first of all, thank you for joining us. Second of all, did you bring your poncho? Did you bring, like, any kind of weather gear for uh, for Tallahassee this weekend? TJ, it's actually really funny you ask me that. And first of all, thank you for having <laughs> me, fellas. Um, this is a crucial, crucial part of my prep is talking with you guys because um, you guys are more, <laughs> more dialed in on the pulse of FSU football than anyone. I was listening to an episode the other day. And I'm calling this game, and y'all are dropping names that even I haven't seen yet. So, like, oh, I, I gotta get, I gotta get up on my prep. But must have heard my Marquise and Douglas uh, name drop over there last week. Yeah, yeah, you guys. <laughs> I mean, you're all over it. But it's funny you ask about the poncho thing. Let me get my prop here. Hold on one second. As I was leaving my apartment in Connecticut today, I realized that I had not packed any rain gear. And so I texted my man, Chuck Walsh, uh, FSU. Oh, SIU, go, yeah. Go, yes. And I said, hey, any chance you've got like a rain jacket or a pullover, anything Seminoles that you could donate to me for this weekend? And he came through as he always does. So I've got a little pullover here. Oh, I'll I'll Chuck. Yeah. Drew, awesome. if, I can get that, awesome. if I can get that after this weekend, I mean, I mean I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, like, do not give like, that I up, bro. I love Chuck. I've known him for like 15 years, but I've never got any rain gear, so I'm kind of jealous right now. Yes. I'm literally yeah. texting him as we man. speak to see Chuck's what I can get. But I, I'm actually I'm, – I'm not allowed to, to wear this, I don't think, because I'm, I'm a very objective yeah. journalist. So I'll be taping over the FSU logo until the game is over Saturday. <laughs> That's awesome. Drew, we appreciate you joining us. You were talking about prep. And that what I do want to ask you before we get in any kind of on the field stuff is uh, double fries, no slaw, obviously an ode to Guthrie's there. Have you 
have you made your way by a Guthrie's? Have you, you know, how do you, do you throw the coleslaw out? Like, let's talk about this a little bit. So I have been to Guthrie's. I lived in Birmingham, Alabama for two years. So okay. it's kind of yeah. like a rite of passage, right? That was my first job out of college. Um, and, and when you're living in the South, as you guys know, part of your job as a citizen, like your civic duty is to come up with your own personal power rankings for the chicken places. Oh, um, yeah. So I had to try Guthrie's and obviously it's tremendous. Like I'm not going to come on this show and say that Guthrie's isn't great because it is. That's truthful. Guthrie's is awesome. I will admit though, that being from Minnesota, I wasn't enough of a veteran to throw the slaw out. So I think I just did single fries, single slaw, which I guess is a problem. No, it's not a problem. You get a pass. You, you, you just, you'll need to grow. Like that's all it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll you'll get there. If you need a Guthrie's pullover, you wouldn't have to cover that up. I'll see what I can work out over the next day or so. Be great. That could be that could be your way. I'll just one up Chuck over here, and yeah. uh, we'll throw some we'll fingers. Check the bag by the end of this trip. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we again, we appreciate you, um, you know, joining us, taking some time with us. Um, I want to ask this, and I'll let Richie kind of take over, and, and and we'll get more into the game. But before we get into the game. I know that you're very entrenched with, with the ACC. You talked with off there about covering Louisville's um, spring game. I know you're going to call another ACC game next week as well. Can you just tell us what your uh, thoughts are on the national perception of Mike Norvell right now and, and where he is just um, what people think like, is a turnaround happening? Is it going to happen? Is it maybe too far sunk? Like what, what is the national perception of, of Norvell and, um, and the Seminoles right now? Yeah, man, I think we're just in a wait and see approach. It's such a lukewarm answer, I know, but I think it's easy to forget uh, based on, you know, kind of the the taste in the mouths, I think, after the JSU game last year, which I know we'll talk about because it's another FCS team here that, that FSU is playing. And after that slow start, I think it's easy for people to forget that FSU actually finished pretty well last year, you know, winning five of their last eight, only losses were against really good teams. Um, and I think for people within the ACC and, and certainly who cover Florida State, they know that they're on the right track. Um, and, and speaking of things that are easy to forget, number one, doing research for this game, like I forgot how good Memphis was under Mike Norvell. I mean, does Memphis really have any business winning 12 games? Probably not. Um, so there's a reason that Mike Norvell was such a sexy name before FSU hired him. And there's a reason why a program with as much prestige and history as FSU wanted him. And then the second part of that is I think it's easy to forget just how dominant Florida State was under Bobby Bowden. You know, like the streak of 14 straight seasons finishing top five in the AP poll. I don't know if we'll ever see that again. Like Saban hasn't done that at Alabama. I don't know if anyone will ever do that again. So, you know, I think my personal opinion is I, I wouldn't I wouldn't ever say that Florida State won't be back just because of how good they've been. Personally, I believe in Norvell. Um, do I believe in him to be like as good as Bowden was within the next three, five years? No, because I wouldn't predict anyone to be that good. So is FSU going to be as good as it was from 87 to 2000? Probably not. But I'm in on Norvell, and I think most people like him. And, and a big reason why, guys, is the accountability that he takes. Um, there's no excuses from him. Like I was going back and reading stuff from, from last year's game against Jacksonville State. 
And he said, this is hundred percent on me. Like I didn't have the guys ready. It wasn't, we weren't ready. It was, it was my, my fault that we didn't win this game. And so I like Norvell a lot. And I think most people around the country would share that sentiment because of his success at a place like Memphis. And it seems like they're kind of turning the corner here based on the end of last year. Yeah. And Drew, thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate this. Looking forward to watching you from my couch with some, uh, you know, tax shaver commercials and all that stuff going on this weekend. Um, but we but don't you mentioned George. Stuff, so I don't know. About that, but I've heard that they're hilarious. Yeah. yeah well, you're but, lucky. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I think they're. I think it's phenomenal entertainment. By the way, I love those yeah. commercials. But you, you mentioned Jordan Travis, and we'll get into yeah. 2K next. But just thoughts on him as a player, because when he first transferred here, you know, nobody really thought he'd ever play, right? And then uh, you know, he played a little bit the next year. Last year, he he came out against Notre Dame, playing really well. If his helmet doesn't come off, one, I don't think we lose to Jacksonville State because he starts the next week, but. He just keeps improving, and if you were to believe the reports from practice, he's a legitimate passer now with some real weapons. Just what are your thoughts on Jordan Travis as a quarterback and mainly as a passing quarterback because we know he can run the ball, right? We've seen that. He's done that the past two years. But do you think he can take that next step as a total quarterback at the college level in Mike Norvell's offense? I do. I really do. And I was reading a great story from the Tallahassee Democrat I think it was Kurt Weiler who wrote it. Um, apologies yeah. if it wasn't, but I, I did take advantage of the two years for $22 subscription on the <laughs> Tallahassee Democrat. So that, that's been crucial for preparing for this game. Uh, but just a great story about you know his journey to this point now. Um, ending up at Louisville, which I don't think was ever the right fit for him. Obviously, the Petrino situation was just a dumpster fire for everyone involved. Um, and for him to get caught up in that was was pretty unfortunate. And then to come to FSU and it's like, finally, he's the guy last year. And then all of a sudden, you know, through really no fault of, of Travis's own, I think, Mackenzie Milton is a sensation again. Um, and I think that, again, sort of similar to the Petrino thing, Travis was kind of a victim of the circumstance, um, just, you know, instead of a negative way, in a positive way. Like the Mackenzie Milton story was amazing and everyone was rooting for him. And I think from the outside looking in, it, it would be obvious to say like, yeah, I want Mackenzie Milton to start for FSU. Like what a cool story uh, playing for the first time in a thousand days. That's awesome. Hopefully Mackenzie Milton keeps succeeding. And again, Travis was kind of, kind of left in the background, but I think what we saw from him down the stretch of last year proves that he is certainly ready to take that next step. I, I think you're right, Richie, the reports we've heard from camp have been incredibly positive not to say that they're usually negative. You know, everyone's in the best shape of their lives. Everyone's doing great. Everyone's <laughs> number one receiver, yada, yada. Uh, but the guy has experience in the system. He obviously has a ton of talent. I think him combined with the skill position weapon, really the depth of weapons, I think, is the key for FSU. Um, and, a, and a solid offensive line. And I don't think Atkins will change a whole lot, right, offensively, considering that Norvell is still calling the plays. I, I feel pretty good about Jordan Travis taking a step. Now the question is how big is that step and where does he end up in the hierarchy of ACC quarterbacks? Cause coming into the season, that's the biggest story of the league is there are so many good experienced quarterbacks who could end up playing in the NFL one day. Where does Travis slot in Ergo, Where does FSU slot in? That's the big question, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty in on Jordan Travis. I think it'll be fun to watch him. Yeah. And I think most Florida state fans are realistic that, you know, Jordan is a really good college quarterback and has the potential to be a really good college quarterback. 
probably not an NFL quarterback. Not to say he won't have a spot in the NFL. We'll see if Tim Tebow can get signed as a tight end at, you know, 33 <laughs> years old. I, I guess anything is possible. But looking at the uh, the other sideline, right, uh, Joe Mishler named Duquesne starting quarterback. Is that what you're hearing throughout camp or, or leading up to this game? And is it something, uh, you know, what, what can you tell Florida State fans about him? Because TJ and myself included, we don't know a whole lot about Duquesne at all other than following a couple of their podcasts on Twitter and trying to troll them. That, that, honestly, that's it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you you mentioned that he was announced as the starter. I was actually going to ask you guys if that was public yet, because we found that out this morning, and I wasn't sure if they were going to publicize that, because in the depth chart in the game notes we got earlier <laughs> in the or, week, it was, yeah. it was the or, um, which was actually, not to get too sidetracked here, but the same thing that happened last year. I did Wake Forest versus Old Dominion week one. And ODU had three quarterbacks listed as four starters, including Bill Belichick writing that report. Yeah, right. I guess when you're that small, like it's any advantage you can get, right? Like right. you got to find right. an advantage there. Yeah, yeah, and um, it really worked out for him. I think they ended up losing that one like sixty-five nil. So th- thanks for the secrecy, but they were to their credit open with us. So anyway, um, we found out this morning that Mister was starting. That's kind of what we expected. Uh, he had won the job in the spring of 21. So if, if you remember, it's easy to forget, but FCS last year played a spring and fall season, most of those teams. Uh, so Mishler won the job. It was his first season on the bluff, as they call it, at Duquesne, the bluff of Pittsburgh. Um, and he was the first team all-conference quarterback in the Northeast Conference. He was the best best passer in the league. He threw for almost 250 yards a game, more than two touchdowns a game. They only played five in the spring, but he was really, really good. Um, And I think Duquesne was expecting that from him. This is a guy who was really good in high school. He went to Erie Cathedral Prep um, in Erie, Pennsylvania. His dad was the coach for 20 years, actually retired this offseason. And everyone in that program says that Joe Mishler, you can tell he's a coach's son. Like he views it from a coach's lens. They actually, he'll he'll get a couple steps ahead of himself and the the coaches will have to say, hey, let's dial it back here, you know, kind of stay in your lane a little bit because he's that far ahead of everyone else in terms of what he's seeing on the field. Uh, But the only reason there was any controversy, guys, is because uh, Mishler got hurt in the first game last year. They went to TCU, lost 45 to three. Mishler tore his ACL in his right knee. So this kid, Darius Parentes, came in. And I'm sure we have a lot of ACC fans watching right now. So if the last name Parentis sounds familiar, Darius's older brother is London Parentis, the former Virginia point guard, who is the all-time leader in starts at UVA with 134 starts. So that's interesting, especially for ACC Network. Uh, but Mishler's going to start. Parentis was good last year, but it's Mishler's job. So not surprised to see him starting. Um, are there – and again, we're chatting with Drew Carter – ESPN, the ACC network. If you're watching, if you're listening, we'd appreciate if you hit the subscribe button, hit the thumbs up. And if you really like what you're hearing, um, hit the uh, share button. That, that's even better. So uh, are, are there guys on Duquesne's roster that FSU fans should should keep an eye out for this weekend? I mean, we know, you know, again, we, we had the FCS mishap last year, but uh, for all intent purposes, we'd, we'd, we'd probably assume Florida State wins this kind of going away. But are there guys on Duquesne's roster that we should kind of keep an eye out for? Yeah, TJ, I'll give you one on either side of the ball. Uh, on offense, Billy Lucas, their running back, was an all-conference guy last year. Uh, their offensive coordinator, Anthony Doria, told us this morning that they think he's the best player in the league. Um, now, granted, not a whole lot of Power 5 talent in that league. We are talking FCS, so take it with a grain of salt. But I think Billy Lucas is a guy who 
A, is really talented, and B, is looking forward to the opportunity to prove that on a national stage. Uh, so the running back, Billy Lucas, you know, I feel like the workhorse running back is sort of a dying breed. Uh, if you play fantasy football, you know that. It's at every level, NFL, FBS, FCS. Uh, but this guy's a true workhorse. So it's nice for me as a play-by-play guy. I don't really have to mess around learning a ton about the backup. Hopefully Billy Lucas doesn't get hurt. But uh, he's their workhorse, and he's really good. So keep him at number four in the backfield next to Mishler. And then on the other side of the ball, I'm going to give you, I think, the most interesting story on the team and probably their best player. It's this kid, Maxi Kradechny. He's from Vienna, Austria. He's 25 years old. Uh, when he came over on college visits back in 2019, when he was a 19-year-old, he visited, as far as we know, we're going to try to confirm this before Saturday, but he visited Ohio State, Michigan. He actually visited FSU. Um, he was a four-star recruit coming over from Austria. Ends up at Duquesne, and he's been one of their best players for the past few years. Mm. So on one side of the ball, the running back, keep an eye out. On the other side, the nose tackle, Maxi Radechny. He, he could be a problem. He could be a problem because he's another guy. I think all these guys are going to look forward to this as an opportunity to prove that maybe they belong at the FBS Power 5 level. I think you saw a lot of that from Jacksonville State last year and probably the opposite from Florida State not taking them seriously, whereas for JSU, it was a chance to prove that they should be at a place like FSU. Uh, so those two guys are very good, and if anyone's going to give FSU problems, it's probably them. Good thing we're not um, on our third string center or anything like that right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, Washington, for those, that, yeah, for those that maybe don't know, you know, Washington is uh, – is 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 starting most likely Darius Washington, but fortunately he started every position on the offensive line, so that that's somewhat yeah. helpful. Um, Andy's you know a power five you know division one guy, so you, you just got to <laughs> win battles there. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of res- there's a lot of results that could worry FSU fans, but what what can they take away from like are there positives that that you can find or you know in winning big against a bad team or a team that you're maybe overpowered or matched up against that, you know, isn't quite in your league. What are some of the positives that Florida state could potentially take away from this game? Or what are you looking for out of Florida state in this one? Well, typically guys with a question like that, I'd have to search for something interesting to say. I actually think it's pretty easy this year. Um, You're, we're talking about culture, right? Like Norvell's third year. We're talking about culture. All you really want to see is them win big. I don't think it has to be anything specific. It just has to be the final score. Um, Just winning, frankly. Not taking a team like this for granted, which how could they possibly after what happened last year? Um, But that that is a step in the right direction. You know, like a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, right? So beating an FCS team, which you failed to do last year, I think would be a pretty good start here. Um, And also, like... Credit to Michael Alford, the AD of FSU, for scheduling this game. Uh, it, it's not every day that your team gets to play week zero. In fact, there are only 11 games on the schedule week zero. Um, and I don't know if people realize this, but you have to get like an exception almost to play week zero. The reason FSU is playing here is because Duquesne goes to Hawaii later this season. Any team that travels to Hawaii gets to play week zero, so they have the built-in bye week after they come back from Hawaii, so they get two byes during the season. But they need someone to play. Like, you would think it would make sense for all the teams that go to Hawaii to just play each other in week zero, but they don't do that. That would make too much sense, and we're talking about college sports here. So 
Um, <laughs> FSU, credit to them, swoops in and says, hey, you know what? We've got a pretty big week one game. You might have heard about it. Let's go ahead and get a little tune-up here. No disrespect to Duquesne, but you expect FSU to handle business here and be ready for, for LSU in, in week one in their second game. Like, I think that's pretty valuable, you know, because yeah. you come out and it's a total unknown against LSU. You could really be in some trouble. So I think credit to FSU and their whole athletic department for just scheduling this. Yeah, and I think for an athletic department that has scheduled future home-and-homes with – Alabama and Georgia and some of these teams we have coming up in the near future. What a smart move though. Right. But, and you mentioned it and, and I've been saying all off season and TJ, you know, has agreed that if we played LSU in November, I think we'd look at that game a lot different than playing them in week one with us having a week zero game, but just mm-hmm. initial thoughts on LSU. Cause obviously that's what Florida state fans care about. Like we're excited about Saturday. We are, we're all going to be tuned in. We're going to be listening to you give the play by play, but our minds are on, man, I hope my flight doesn't get delayed uh, out of Orlando when I go to New Orleans next week. Right. That, that's what I'm worried about. Um, yeah. Especially right now with, with flights and everything, but initial thoughts on Brian Kello, Brian Kelly, how he's fitting into LSU and how, and what we could potentially see from that team. I think they are more talented than Florida state, but like you mentioned, I do think this week zero game is a huge advantage. Um, and I think playing in New Orleans as opposed to Baton Rouge is a huge advantage for Florida State as well. Yeah, you know, I, I think LSU is is even more of a mystery than FSU. Um, the Brian Kelly fit, and I, I don't feel like I'm alone in saying this, but Brian Kelly at LSU just doesn't compute to me. Uh, it's, it's the definition of a square peg in a round hole, partially because Brian Kelly is a square. Uh, and he does not necessarily fit in with the culture in Louisiana. Uh, but that being said, guys, like he has delivered results everywhere he's been. Uh, Cincinnati, if the playoff had been around when he was there, they might made it uh, even before they made it when the playoff actually existed. I think they had a 13-0 and season. I could be wrong about that. But even at Notre Dame, I mean, in the playoff twice, like this guy has delivered at every step. So say what you want about him. I, I think it kind of speaks volumes that, Neither one of his coordinators went with him uh, to LSU. Maybe that says a little bit. Obviously, Freeman got the head coaching job, so why would he leave? But, you know, I don't I don't know if, if Brian Kelly has a super high approval rating, but it doesn't matter because he wins. So all that being said, like LSU is always going to have probably one of the 10 most talented rosters in the country. He's done a pretty nice job recruiting already. Uh, if you look at ESPN's Football Power Index – They have LSU as a top 10 team, I think, coming into this year. Uh, I'm a company man, so I'm going to tell you that FPI is good, always. But (laughs) they're just, they're a total question mark, right? Half our listeners Um, just turned this show off right now. (laughs) (laughs) Please just fast forward that part if you can. Oh, FPI is great. What are you talking about? Um, At least with Florida State, though, I feel like we know a lot about Travis and we know a lot about the defense. Um, the sure. secondary is going to be really good. The interior of the defensive line is going to be really good. Um, I think they're going to be good defensively. LSU, I don't even know if we know who's starting. Do we know who their quarterback is yet? I know one of the guys just retired. I think it's Dan. Yeah, I think it's Dan. I think it's going to be Jaden Daniels. Yeah. So what I'm hearing. Like, so we'll see. Who knows? It's, 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 it's up, it's <laughs> yeah, up in the air. They haven't announced it yet. Yeah. Right. Correct. So yeah. at least – at least we know a little more about FSU, and I think we will after this first game against Duquesne. So 
I know all that isn't really an answer to the question, like what do I expect from week one, but I don't know, man. How can you know what to expect from LSU? <laughs> okay, I want to ask you this, and we'll get you out of here again. We appreciate you for, for stopping by. Uh, Drew Carter on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce guest, guest segment. Um, Florida State's got some ACC games they should win. They've got some ACC games they should lose, and then they've got some ACC games that are coin flips. Looking at them really quickly, like I think Florida State fans expect to beat Boston College. I think they expect to beat Syracuse, and they expect to beat Georgia Tech. Obviously, those are teams that could beat you, but I think it, you know when you look at those three games, they expect to win those. I think Florida State fans would agree that it'd probably be pretty tough to go into Raleigh and win that night game. It'd probably yeah. be pretty tough to beat Clemson this year. Not that those couldn't go the other way and the first three couldn't go your way. But when you look at Wake, Louisville, Miami, how do you see those three teams stacking up with Florida State? How do you see Florida State stacking up? Because that's where it's going to be won, right? You win the games you're supposed to. You lose the games you're supposed to. You're going to go three and zero in that stretch. You're going to go two and one. You're going to go one and two. God forbid you go zero and three. I know that Hartman may have a lot to do with weight, but what are your thoughts on those three games? Yeah, you know, honestly, TJ, I think it's a little ambitious to say that that FSU should expect to win the Wake and Miami games. I, I do. Um, the Louisville game, more of a toss up, in my opinion. Again, we're we're almost like a month from that game, a little bit under. So. I know a little bit about Louisville. I did their spring game, and, and I'm pretty high on them as well. I think Satterfield is a very good coach, doesn't get enough credit for what he did at App State, and then Eli Drinkwitz came in and used that as kind of a trampoline to Mizzou. Um, but they, they're kind of similar, I think, at least at the quarterback position. They've got a super dynamic athlete who's been in the system. Malik Cunningham's going on his fourth year as the starter. Their offensive line should be good. They've got a very deep running back room. No one really knows who their number one wide receiver is going to be. Does any of this sound familiar to you guys? Like this, <laughs> this is a pretty, it's kind of like looking in the mirror, I think Louisville and FSU. And then they've got some studs defensively uh, playing that game on the road is going to be tough. So I would just give the slight edge to Louisville only because of that. But as of now on paper, I think they're pretty evenly matched. The other two, I would, I would slightly lean to, to the other side just because, you know, they, they proved more last year. Maybe not Miami. Miami is more of a speculative buy uh, coming into this year, pick to win the Coastal. Um, people are high on Tyler Van Dyke. They're high on Mario Cristobal. Um, so I think Miami will be favored in that game. And then Wake Forest, we're looking at October 1st, and who knows when Sam Hartman is going to be back. We have no clue. Um, if he hopefully is. The, hopefully the eight is what yeah, we're all hoping for. Yeah. Um, well, I'm a big proponent in – let your star quarterback take that extra week to get healthy, right? Like, don't rush him back for FSU. That, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, that's smart. That's smart. They should hire you, Richie. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty bullish on Wake Forest as well. And you're going to notice a theme here. I'm not going to say I'm bearish on any ACC teams because it's hopes. <laughs> Like this is the time of year where everyone's undefeated. But Wake Forest, I I do feel like they have a right to feel a little disrespected. Uh, As the division champs last year with Sam Hartman back, I think you can make a really good argument. He is the best quarterback in the league. Now, again, we have to wait and see if he's going to play in that game against FSU. Uh, But A.T. Perry is back. Really, the system, I think, is the key to them. Whereas with a lot of other teams, I would say it's the talent. I think Wake's system is really the key to their success and how well Hartman fits in it. So 
even though that game is here in Tallahassee, I don't think you could expect FSU to be favored in that one yet, unless, you know, the first month goes really well and Hartman doesn't play. Yeah. I think Florida State has a good chance to enter that game riding some – I actually don't even believe in momentum week to week, but riding some high uh, emotions. You, you yeah. beat Duquesne. If you can maybe split with LSU and Louisville, beat BC, you go into that game three and one. If Hartman's mm-hmm. not there, you may in, you may enter, you know, mid-October at, at four and one, you know. So we'll see. Be be good for Florida State to get off to a good start considering how they started last year. So we'll we'll see. Hell, TJ, TJ, you, you go, uh, you go two and zero against, um, you go two and zero against LSU and Louisville, and then you go uh, in NC State. You're five and zero, and you're riding momentum. Yeah. Game day is there. Yeah, we'll see game day at Clemson. Yeah, yeah or in game day or Clemson. Well, and that's what would kind of be crazy, right? Like I know that I, I don't expect two and zero there. I think that I think that Florida State gets a split. I don't know how it happens, but I think they find a way so, to get man. a, a I hope split. So. <laughs> but. If you, I think if you get a split, you've got a good chance of being four and one. If you know if Hartman's not there, and uh, yeah, that NC State game could be game day. Or if you somehow upset them, then Clemson, Florida State here oh. would oh, would yeah. be game day. You know, so that'd be yeah. A, yeah I, I honestly just want that for for the game day vibes. But Drew Carter, we appreciate you a ton. If you make your way by Guthrie's, let me know and we'll <laughs> hook it up this weekend. But there's two, there's two in town. You're not super close to – well, no, you're not far from the Tennessee Street one. So if you get a late-night craving tonight, let me know, and we'll, we'll hook it up for you. That sounds great. And, TJ, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If I were to oh. inject you with truth serum, what's a more exciting holiday for you, your daughter's birthday or FSU's first game of the season? All right. I'm going to hit you with the politics. Tell the Virginia answer. Tech story. Tell the Virginia Tech story. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I didn't take her to that. So what's cool uh, is her birthday's today. Yeah. Saturday, I'm taking to her to her very first game. So it's like, it's just like all, so yeah, like they're all kind of one in the same right now. So like, I kind of get to cheat with that answer. Uh, daughter's birthday would win this year. If we were playing LSU week one, she'd have to, uh, yeah, sorry, daughter. <laughs> It'd be in Orlando if this yeah. was next year. TJ would be yeah, staying she, at my house on my couch or something. Yeah, <laughs> she wins this year because it's Duquesne. But I am excited to take her. She's been to Doak a couple yeah. of times. She's been inside. She's never seen a game. She'll she'll flip when she sees Renegade and stuff and hears the band. Yeah. And it'll be, a, it'll be a neat experience Saturday. So um, one of the things I've always kind of dreamt about doing is taking my kids to games. And for the first time, I'm going to get to do it. So I'm excited for it for sure. That's awesome, man. Well, have fun. Bring the poncho. Let me know where you're sitting. We'll come down and say hello, unless it's a hurricane, which it sounds like it might or a flash flood. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Bro, we got a hurricane coming to New Orleans next Saturday, apparently. Yeah, it's just... We can't catch a break. (laughs) I don't want to push football start back, but yeah, this happens every year. I don't know why we act like we're surprised. (laughs) So, Drew, thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Have a good call on Saturday. Enjoy it. Thanks for having me on, fellas. Uh, tell them where to find me on Twitter so they can tweet at me if they get angry if I mess anything up or if I mention FPI. So this <laughs> this you. fan base is ruthless. Yeah. So it's yeah. Drew D L E two five. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and follow him now so that if there's something reckless said during the broadcast, you already know where to at. So let me know. Let me know, and then feel free to block me at halftime. If you think do, I do not check your phone during the broadcast because <laughs> yeah. Twitter is this relentless. Base, I promise you, this is terrible. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks, fellas. Enjoy it. Thanks, everybody. Drew Carter on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce Guest Hotline.
It's their new segment. Hey, we mentioned Rohan Law at the beginning, and I want to get into the rest of the show here, but I want to give them one more shout-out. Shout-out to the people that are in here watching this. Hit the share button after I tell you what I'm going to tell you right now. I don't. I want you guys that are live to get the first chance of this. We introduced Doug Rohan and Rohan Law a little bit earlier in the show as a way to give back, as a way to give back to the people that are live watching. If you watch this on replay, you're going to hear it too. But as a way to give back, we are giving away two Champions Club tickets and a parking plat pass for the Clemson game this year for Florida State Clemson, not Duquesne. Which game, TJ? Which game? Clemson. This is a oh, big game. All right. All right. This is not. Right. This is not Wake Forest. This is not Louisiana. This is not some bad team like Florida for the Clemson game. All you have to do to win these tickets is text the word Knowles N O L E S to eight five zero. One nine zero six. Again, that is Knowles to 850-809-1906. I threw it in the comments. Knowles to 850-809-1906. Do that right now. I see Richie text on his phone. Richie, you can't win these tickets, bro. Like that, it, it won't go to you, but you should sign up. You should register just so we get more people in there. So again, get that done right now. If you're watching, go to your text, come back to YouTube. Get that done real quick. We're going to go to zero listeners and then right back up to wherever we are. So appreciate Rohan Law. It'd be cool for somebody to win those Champions Clubs tickets. Um, your best friends on your worst day. Again, follow them on social media at Rohan Law PC. So uh, TJ, Instagram, real quick. Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. Yeah. I was not I was not texting to Ender because I know I'm not capable. I went to StubHub and I wanted to check to see what the prices were for the Champions Club for the Clemson game. The cheapest single ticket $375. The highest I'm seeing is $800. We're giving two of these away for free. That's yeah. your monthly free, mortgage for free. Free tickets. Knowles to 850-809-1906. Appreciate Rohan Law. We've got, what, seven weeks until that giveaway. So get in early. I'm telling you, yeah. you want those tickets. Um, let's get to this, Richie, and then we'll kind of get on with it a little bit. Appreciate Drew. He was really, really good. I, I, I'm going, well, no, I'm not going to, nobody has TiVo anymore. I'm going to watch the replay on, uh, on watch ESPN, probably driving home. I have one of those, um, I don't even know what you call it, but you know, it's like the Uber drivers have it, like the little car mount for your phone. I usually just play that back so I can listen to the broadcast on the way home. <laughs> so I'm excited for that, but excited to be up in Tallahassee. Um, we do have a tailgate. Somebody asked about a tailgate in the chat. Um, somebody also asked about a tailgate for the Louisville game. I'm working on that. We do have a tailgate for the first two weeks. Let me get through those two weeks alive, and then we'll figure out something for Louisville. But we are tailgating with Rising Spear right out in front of Doak. If you go to the Heritage Fountain, which is in between the baseball field and um, Doak, it's right where the baseball ticket office is. Uh, if you're a Rising Spear member, you get into the tailgate for free this weekend. We'll have Guthrie's Chicken. We'll have booze. We'll have shade. That might turn into um, a shield if, if rain starts coming down. We'll have a lot of good times. Some of the FSU softball ladies are stopping by. Um, obviously, the, the uh, team goes into the stadium right in front of the tent. A lot of good times there. Come hang out with us. Shoot me a message if you have any questions. If you're a Rising Spear member, you get in. If you make a one-time donation, we are accepting that as well. Suggested donation around 20 bucks a person. It's a little, you know, a little more than that. Then you pay for your head and you, uh, you give back to the kids. So risingspear.com, go check them out. 
Okay, we have our next big segment of the show. Brought to you by Alan Horn. Yeah, first time this year. I, I don't know who won last year. This year we got to track it. Harlan, can you track these for us, please? Um, score predictions. I'm sorry, over-unders. Let me edit that real quick. Over-unders are brought to you by Alan Horn at State Farm. Um, Alan Horn Insurance, home, auto, life insurance, whatever you need. Call him at 706-692-2888 for all of your insurance needs. If you're in Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, it doesn't matter. If you're here in the Southeast where college football reigns, Alan Horn can get you taken care of. Give him a call today. See if he can save you some money on home insurance, car insurance, life, auto, whatever you need. If you got a yacht like Harlan, you can get that insured as well. Uh, Alan, Hor- Alan Horn, SF Agent Alan H on Twitter. Give him a follow. Uh, over-unders this year, Richie. Again, Harlan, I need you to track these if you don't mind. Because I, I think I won last year, but Richie hasn't tracked for like the last six years. So we're going to actually do it this time. Richie, what do we got? You you fire him off. I'll go first. Uh, the first, we'll rotate. Yeah, well, we can go snake draft. Like I'll let you go, then I go, I go, you go. You know, we'll, we'll do it that way. Only six picks. So we're, it's going to be our pick six this year. And we're going to do over-unders this year. Instead of talking about other teams, other lines, et cetera, we will still pick the Florida State line, over-under, all that good stuff. We're going to get rid of the other ones. If there's a big game, we might bring it up, obviously. Um, and these are official lines. I will not say where we got them from because they don't sponsor the pod, so they're not getting any of our business. But it starts with Jordan Travis. TJ, you go first. 224.5 pass yards this weekend. I'm going to go under here. I think it's going to be a rainy, sloppy, nasty day. I think that uh, we're going to try and run the ball a lot. I think Jordan's going to be out by the second half. Um, I'm worried about this pick because if he just hits one long one, I think he's going to have all day to throw. So I'm trying to talk myself back into the over, but give me the under slightly. He'll go for 220. He'll get out. He'll have three touchdowns, but we're going to run the heck out of the ball because it's going to be rainy and nasty. 220. So under. So you kind of hit on it all, TJ. For me, it comes down to the weather, right? It's going to be nasty. We're going to be a run-heavy offense all year, I think. that That's going to be the strength. I do really like our passing offense based on the reports from fall camp. But in my opinion, if Jordan Travis plays more than one series in the third quarter, that's a bad sign. So I expect him to get maybe six, seven, eight, maybe nine series total, probably less than that. Um, so I'll take the under as well. Even if he does hit a big one, I, I think we're going to be such a rush heavy team. And that takes us right into our next one of Treshawn Ward, 16 and a half rush yards. This is so tricky because we clearly have a three headed monster at yeah. running back four headed. If you really want to count Jordan Travis, because we're going to talk about him next. So you got four guys really rushing the ball. This is so hard. I, I feel like this is truly a, a coin flip to your point, TJ. If he busts one big run, he's going to cover, right? But if he doesn't, he won't. Um, I'll say he will. I think our offensive line just outmatches that defense line so bad. Um, uh, give me 61 plus yards. How about you? Yeah, I really thought you were going to go under and it was going to make me happy because I wanted to go over, but I'm with you. (laughs) I'm over as well. Um, I just know that as soon as I pick under, he'll break a 60 yard rush on the first (laughs) play and I'll just be like, why? So yeah, give me the over here. I think he hits it. Hey, if you're watching this, as we continue to do this again, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Um, stats say that about 80% of people that watch videos are not subscribed to the channels that they're watching them on. If you're watching this with us live and you've been tuned in for a while, hit the subscribe button so you do not miss any of our content. We're going to be doing five shows a week this this uh, 
fall. So yeah. hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Richie, what you got next? So I get this one as well. Then you get the next two and I will get the last one. And I'm glad I kind of get this one, even though we didn't even plan it this way, but Jordan Travis, 49 and a half rush yards. I'm taking the under and some people are like, well, he's going to run for 70 on the yard. Yeah, he might. But the way I see it, the way college well works, if he gets sacked, that goes off the rushing yards and not off the passing yards, which it should be like the NFL does. And I doubt Mike Norvell wants to run him and risk him that much. So I, I think this might be a sucker's bet, hoping people get the over. Again, one big run does it. I'm going to take the under, though. What's the number? 49 Again. and a half. Yeah, give me under. I think they're going to try to avoid running Travis. I think they may yeah. even tell him, like, hey, it's rainy, it's wet. Do not go taking off downfield <laughs> and, and getting hurt. Um, stay in the pocket. Sit back there and throw. Coverage isn't going to break down a lot. He's not going to have to – or, you know, like – a. Uh, blocking is not going to break down a lot. I, I think that this is an, an underplay. And if I get burned because of one long run that he gets off, then fine. I, I also, like, I could see Norvell, like, scheming something up to get him a long run, but not in this game, right? Like, save that for LSU. Yeah, save that. Exactly. So, I can't imagine that, yeah, under. All right. So, next we'll go to receiving yards. And we're going straight to Pokey Wilson. And, you know, the, the, the sports book I used, you know, I, I kind of wish they had a Johnny Wilson because I think that would have been way more fascinating to try and figure out because nobody knows. We've heard the reports, but we've not seen it in real life. Uh, but Pokey Wilson, 53 and a half reception yards. CJ, you get to go first on this one. Man, it's hard to take the under on Travis's passing yardage and then pick one of the five or six wide receivers that we have and that'll all play an over uh, but i will go over here i think he gets like three catches averages like 17 18 yards i think he just barely goes over that so yeah give me the over on pokey at what 53 and a half i'll take that yeah. i think he's going to be our best wide receiver this year i think Pittman will be our most consistent i think he'll be our best receiver so give me the over all right i'm going to take the under because i think we've been consistent with our picks uh throughout here uh, were you gonna again, take I don't that? Know how, Which side were you gonna take before I picked? <laughs> I, I was gonna be under anyway, regardless. Um, you know, I, I love Pokey. I'm glad he's out there. I just think you know the transfers kind of bumped him down the depth chart a good bit. But I might be kicking myself if you know he catches a 60 yard touchdown pass in the fourth quarter with five minutes left. But that, that he'll that be, be out by that you point. Won't, you won't feel bad. <laughs> um, but uh, Jordan Travis. The next two, we're going pass and rush touchdowns. You go, you get to go first on pass touchdowns. Uh, they have it set at an even two. Do we want to agree not to take a push here, or do we want to put that in play? No, you can't pick a push. I like, I, I mean, okay. but like, if it's a push, you you just get it wiped away. I'll take the over because I do think he gets to two. I like that, um, I think it's more likely that he gets to. Yeah, I think that he gets to two, and so I don't want to take the under because I will lose. So I'll take the over. It'll be a push, and then I'll get away with it. If he gets a third one, I feel good about it, but over on that one. When I get to my score prediction, this will make a lot more sense. It, it, it's over. That's the only choice you can take because you got to think, he, he might hit a running back screen for an 80-yard touchdown, right? It, it might be, you know, it, he hits Johnny Wilson on a three-yard fade in the back of the end zone. I, I Like, it, you made it easy for me, TJ, when you said, let's get rid of the push. Because it's either one or three. I'm going to take three. <laughs> it's really that simple. Um, and then the last one here is 0.5 rushing touchdowns for Jordan Travis. I'm going to take the over here. I think we score a lot of touchdowns. And I think at least one of them is him just finding Pater. Even if it's a QB sneak, 
if it's a you know a play breaks down at the 17 yard line and he just finds the end zone because he's that good of an athlete he's probably the best athlete on the field every second he's out there during this game uh i i think he'll get a rushing touchdown i think so too I, again i know we went under on yards but uh, i kind of want to go under on this uh, it's a tough one how many have we disagreed on? Just one? Just, just one, I believe. And we did just not pokey. discuss these. And I literally sent these to TJ like an hour ago. So there was yeah, no Yeah, while I was at dinner. Could, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, give me um, – I'll go under. Again, I think they're going to be pretty concerted to not run Travis. It's not going to shock me if he gets a touchdown on the round. But I'll go under just so we're a little yeah. different. And I could see a situation where they're imploring him not to run, especially down by the goal line. There's less space. Keep him from yeah. get, taking a big hit going into the – into the end zone give me the under here i don't know it really how conservative are we going to be yeah, right. <laughs> you know it's just tough again i that's hope formation to... running down the the gaps the entire game that's yes yeah <laughs> um score predictions part of this or are we moving that out yeah we can go to the uh garnet gold score predictions if you want <laughs> garnet gold score, predict, <laughs> score predictions uh garnet gold no slaw at checkout garnetgold.com i got all my stuff it's like sitting right here on the floor i showed the family Everybody got something. Elena, Bryant, Lincoln, um, Garnet Gold. Use code no slaw at checkout. Uh, score prediction. I, I was going to go 63 nothing. I feel like I always make you go first, so I'll go first on this one, then you can go first the next 11 times. Uh, but I uh, I was going to go 63 nothing, and then I saw that was Harlan's prediction. So give me two more field goals, 69 to nothing. Uh, Florida State wins. I honestly, it, it's hard to predict a shutout, but I think this needs to be one of those prove-it games for this defense, for Mike Norvell, for Adam Fuller, for the offense as well. And I'd be very happy with like 45 nothing. Don't don't get me wrong. I want a shutout in this game. I, I might be happier with 45 nothing than 69 to 3, right? So like that's kind of my mindset is I really want the shutout. Um I think we score just about every time we have the ball. So I don't know, 69 just maybe that's a little high. Let's go 59. Let's go 59 because um, of the rain. 59, nothing. That's my prediction. So TJ has Florida State covering the 34 and a half point spread and the over by themselves of by 34 themselves, and yeah. a half, which, which I love. Um, I'm not as confident as you. If, if this game where we're Louisiana scheduled, you know, game 11 in the season went how I kind of hope slash expect it to go, I might predict a shutout at that game first game of the season I, I cannot predict a shutout i just think you know one miscommunication can lead to points right that, that's all it takes i'm i'm taking florida state I, I agree tj we should score almost every time i don't care i i halfway joked but if we line up i formation run it right, right down the middle every single play there's no reason you shouldn't win the game handily uh there's no reason for this game to get played to be honest it, it's not savannah state from a few years ago when we just canceled the game in the third quarter but Duquesne, it's not Jackson State. I know that there's been some people on the beat saying, like, watch out for Duquesne. They might be better than last year's Jackson State. Not at all. Not even close. Not not the case. Uh, without lightning delays, this game's over in three and a half hours. Florida State wins. I will say 52 to six. So I do have Florida State in the over. And I have Duquesne getting a big touchdown on a busted coverage, but we blocked the extra point. 52 to six, Florida State. I like it. I like it. Um, that is the score predictions. The, our overrunners, our pick six, brought to you by Alan Horn over at State Farm. Alan Horn Insurance. You can call them again, 706-692-2888.
What do we got, Richie? A few updates and we'll get out of here. Let me give a quick shout out to the soccer team who is playing uh, in up one nothing at halftime. I was hoping that game would be over, but there was a little bit of a weather delay. It's terrible weather all week in Tallahassee. So shout out to the soccer team that's playing right now. Volleyball starts their season tomorrow night. They play Saturday and Sunday as well. And if you're coming to the tailgate, hopefully you have stocked up on your Gramco. Gramco is your Delta 8 leader founded by Florida State fans. Again, Gramco, thegramco.com. You can use code DFNS25 to save 25%. Um, update on Maurice Smith. He is not listed on the depth chart this week. But I am hearing, and we don't break a lot of news on here. We don't try and give out a lot of inside info. I am hearing that Florida State is optimistic about him being back for the game next week um, against LSU. I don't think it makes sense for Marie Smith to play in this game, and so I'm completely fine with them holding him out. Um, obviously, we know Caden Lyles, who I did a podcast with this week for Rising Spear, is a great guy. You should go check that out. Check out Rising Spear on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and check them out for sure. Caden's a great guy, but I think Smith will be back. If not for... LSU, unless there are any setbacks, I think he'll be back for Louisville. So I think they'd like to have him back for next week for LSU. We'll see how that goes. Um, but I do think that, you know, Washington's more than capable this week and will be in good shape with uh, with that one. Um, Stephen Dix Jr. out for the season. Somewhat unfortunate. I don't know how big of an impact he was going to make or not, but Caden Lyles, Stephen Dix Jr., it sucks when guys are out yeah. for the year with camp injuries, man, they're just the absolute worst. So I, I don't think it's a big deal for the team. Honestly, like you mentioned, Caden Lyles, it, Maurice Smith was going to win that job. I don't think that's any secret right now, but depth, it does hurt, but more than depth, kind of what you alluded to TJ, I hate it for the players, man, that they literally, their season ended in the, in November this year, they bust their tails all winter. You know, they get a short break they do all the summer workouts. They start fall camp, and for their season to be over before it starts, it just sucks, and I hate that for the, those players. And, you know, it's not even for me about what it means for Florida State as much as it is what it means for those kids, especially a guy like Caden Lyles who may not get to play another college football game. So it just sucks, and, and you wish them nothing but the best. Yeah, no, it's definitely unfortunate. Again, I mentioned briefly that podcast they did with Caden. It's really quick. It's 20 minutes long. Go really to Rising good, by the way. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, he was he was awesome. I don't know if you were talking about me or, but he was great. I I just asked questions. He answered really, definitely really well. Him. Definitely him. Um, yeah, go check that out. He had a great mindset about the injury, about why he's sticking around the team, how he's providing value, how he's given back to the players. Um, you would expect that out of a fifth year senior that had been in uh, Tallahassee for five years for a kid to be from Wisconsin and play four years at Wisconsin and then be like that here. It really speaks to like Drew talked about the culture here at Florida State. Ja'Kai Douglas, also not listed on the depth chart. Mike Norvell did address this briefly. Uh, we'll be out for some time, hoping to get him back. He was having a really nice camp. Um, I, I'm not super optimistic that he's back soon. I, I, I don't think it's season long. I think if it was, they'd announce that, like they have with Dix and um, Smith, uh, Lyles. But I'm not super, super optimistic on Douglas being back, you know, in the next week or two. I, I think it's going to be yeah. a little bit of time for him. Um, you listed here any any depth chart surprises. I think the biggest thing that people asked about was Travis J not showing up on the depth chart. Um, another one was uh, Keyshawn Helton not showing up on the depth chart. Yeah. Um, you know, in the in the most polite way possible or the the best way possible that you could 
maybe say this. The guys that are on the depth chart are the ones that the, the, the staff is the most confident in making plays, right? Yeah. There's not a there's not an injury issue with Dre. There's not an injury issue with Keyshawn. Um, at times, other guys step up. You, you've got loaded rooms in that secondary. You've got loaded rooms in that wide receiver room. And uh, sometimes other guys step up and make plays. Love to see Keyshawn get in on special teams, which he has listed a couple of places on special teams. Um, it'd be cool to see him make some plays there. And maybe he rounds out that wide receiver room. But but as we talked about, I think Micah Pittman, um, Pokey Wilson, Johnny Wilson, uh, Johnny Wilson, Deuce Span, those guys are are who is listed and and who I think are going to have kind of big years. See what happens with Winston Wright. But um, yeah, as far as that, I don't have any other big questions on the depth chart. Did you have anything? No, I, I think the real surprises, and to your point, TJ, this isn't the NFL where they have a 53-man roster, right? Like they have 85 scholarship players plus another 35 walk-ons. So seeing people not listed on the depth chart is not a big surprise to me. Uh, again, if, if there were only 53 scholarship players and uh, you know Travis J or Keyshawn Helton wasn't listed, well, yeah, that, that's a major concern, but you, you can't list 85 players. So, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I think the... I think a lot of people were probably surprised that it was Derek McClendon or Jared Verse at defensive end. Uh, seeming like McClendon's probably going to start. I don't think that was a big surprise. And I think we've talked about that on here. We both have huge hopes for Jared Verse, but uh, McClendon's a guy that's been in the program, put the work in. And I think he's going to get rewarded with the start on Saturday, even though there's an or next to his name. But overall, nothing shocking that you're like, wait, what? Uh, you know, um, other unless you've been living under a rock and uh, you saw Maurice Smith not starting at center, didn't know he suffered what many people thought was a serious injury a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think that I think that McClendon, I think McClendon and Verse and Briggs, I think those guys are going to rotate in and out and around all the yeah. time. And who starts is, is snap is count will be equal. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, okay, I don't have much else. We will be back. I, well, I'll be back. Tomorrow at noon on Twitter Spaces. If you don't follow me on Twitter, it's TJ underscore Pinger. It'll also be live here on YouTube. Again, hit the subscribe button if you're not subscribed now. We are going to be doing a little bit more of a preview with some folks who cover Duquesne to talk about what their expectations are, what's happening there, how you approach a game like this, how you go into it. Hats off to Duquesne, man. This is the Bobby Valden mantra. Anybody, anywhere, anytime, any place, doesn't matter, right? They're doing sure. it. <laughs> It'll be tough, but they're doing it. They're also going to check. So uh, we will do that at noon tomorrow. Again, here on YouTube, on Twitter spaces, hang out. We'll have a lot of fun. And then depending on what time the game is over, we're planning on doing an instant reaction show. Hopefully if the game ends at like 2 a.m., we're, we're not. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like that's not happening. But if the game ends at a relatively decent time, we'll do an instant reaction show. Um, and that'll be hopefully between eight and 9 PM. It'll be again here on YouTube and on Twitter spaces. So should be a lot of fun. I'll be on the car ride home, Richie will be sitting there in his beautiful office, probably with way too many IPAs in him, but it's a reaction show. You just get what you get at that point. Um, no, it's, it's and then we'll be back. It's a late end. So I, I picked up some Red Bull at Costco when I was tomahawk shopping in that Duquesne fan's face. So. Yeah, very good. <laughs> then we'll be back. We'll be back on Sunday for our regular show. Um, we've been talking. I think that's going to be at noon. Could be a PM thing. We'll see. But I think it's going to be at noon. Um, so tune in Sunday for our regular episode. 
if if we can't get an instant reaction done because the game's just super late or anything like that, I, when I get home, I'll record something quickly for like 15 minutes and then share more thoughts, um, you know, the the next day on our main show. Appreciate you guys for hanging out. Again, appreciate uh, Drew for hanging out. Enjoy him on the call. Hey, big hats off to Jeff Colhane who called me today. He called everybody that was a booster. But uh, big shouts out to him. Hopefully he has a great call as well on Saturday. His first game calling uh, action for the Knowles. And again, the soccer team up one nothing. Hopefully they'll take us home to a victory tonight. And it'll be uh, undefeated against the SEC in our first three games of the season. Um, Richie, you got anything? You got any shout before we get out of here? Uh, not today. We, guys, we, most of you, if you're not watching live, we are one day from Florida State football, and I could not be more excited. And TJ, I'm jealous you get to take your daughter to the game. I'll be watching on my couch in the 72 degrees AC uh, with, with <laughs> much cheaper cocktails in hand. We'll put it that way. Well, I'm, I, the deal was I wasn't allowed to drink anything if I was taking Elena, so. I'll have some Diet Coke, bro. Maybe Clearly, it'll be the yeah. same price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. One Diet Coke will be the same price as my yeah, six-pack. All your six-pack, yeah. Uh, again, enter the Clemson Champion Club ticket giveaway. It's Knowles to 850-809-1906. N-O-L-E-S to 850. I'm looking for the comment here. 850-809-1906. <laughs> 1906 we appreciate you guys for hanging out smash that subscribe button we will see you tomorrow on twitter spaces and back here at noon see you guys go nose